Welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family here in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. I think we have a really special episode we're excited for. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel Rhoda. Um, with me, as always, I have Father Ryan Rabbits. How are you doing this fine day? Yeah, it's a, I'm cold. It's cold today. It was below zero this morning. What in the world? Yeah, it is. A I'm fine otherwise. I'm fine otherwise. Yeah. On the way to the staff meeting, I heard uh, Steph's car didn't start. Yeah, Steph's car didn't start. So she, she stepped into the office really quick, shut her truck off for like 15 minutes, went back out. Battery's completely dead. Like, it's that time of year, folks. Welcome to winter. It's come plenty early. Well, um, <laughs> well, we are yeah super excited about this episode. We have some handmaids here um, with us, and we're going to talk about saints. This is the third uh, episode of our uh, three-part series about saints, so we're excited to kind of get into that. Um, but before we do, Father, would you start us in a prayer? You bet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you who give us every good thing, we, we, we praise and we glorify you. Lord Jesus, you who suffered and died for us, we come before you in your, in your mercy and in your love and ask just for your anointing upon us as a parish, as a community. Lord, we just ask that everyone who may listen to this um, would know of your great love and the love that you have to draw us to heaven. Lord, we thank you for the gift of your saints who we reflect on this month. We thank you for the witness they are to us and the, the role models they are. We thank you for giving them the great gift of being able to intercede for us and giving us that gift as well. Lord, bless our conversation right now. Bless our time together in a special way, Lord. We pray for your blessing upon the handmaids, um, upon Mother Mary Claire. Uh, I just ask for, for your blessing upon them that they may be witnesses like the saints in our midst. Lord, we thank you for them and the gift they are to our community. Lord, we, we hand this all to you in your glory and in your love. We pray all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll introduce our guests for the show. So we have Sister Mary Joseph and Sister Tres Marie with us today. Um, yeah, thank you both for joining us. We're super excited to have you on. You're welcome. It's great to be with you. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I don't know. Have you guys been listening to the podcast? I don't know if that's something in your norm weekly routine. It hasn't been in our weekly <laughs> routine yet. <laughs> so sorry. Well, you know, that's a we're, we're, we we gain listeners every week, yeah, though. So yeah, yeah. maybe the sisters can get caught up <laughs> at some point and give us some feedback or something. Um, <laughs> well, it's okay, sisters. Thank you. You guys are busy. We want to, yeah. but yeah. just have It's a good thing yeah. to listen to in the car. You know, I, I usually listen to it in the car. I know, but. Our cars are from 2003 and 2006, so we don't <laughs> quite have that capability Maybe we need yet. to get you one of those, like, Bluetooth speaker things that you can put in your car. We're a simple poor hand. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like I mentioned earlier, we're on uh, our third, third episode of a three-part series talking about saints. So our first episode, uh, we talked specifically about All Saints Day. Um, and then the second episode, we talked a little bit more kind of about, like, personally, like, patron saints, um, some saints that have uh, made impacts on our lives. Um, and so, yeah, we just wanted to bring, bring both the both of you in to talk, yeah, about saints that have impacted your lives, um, ways that they have done that, ways you've seen just saints uh, interact with different, different people as you've ministered to, to others. So um, I think to kind of start off the questions um, is – just 
wonder about, so obviously you guys are named after saints. And so that's, you know, kind of some, some low-hanging fruit. But um, I guess, uh, so is that, um, were you named after them for, like, specific reasons? Did you kind of go in? Um, were you able to, like, choose those saints? Or did they kind of choose you in that? Yeah, we can sort of tell the story of how we got our name. So um, in religious life, a really special thing is that we all have religious names. We're all given a new name, which is a scriptural tradition. So we see throughout the Bible how God gave new names um, to people that told them something of their identity and their mission. And so it's been a tradition in religious life throughout the church that religious brothers and sisters would receive a new religious name that tells us something of our identity before the Lord and the mission that he has for us. So in our community, as handmaids, um, how it works is that um, as a sister is preparing to receive her religious habit and her new name, she um, just takes time to, to pray and see what the Lord might have for her there. And then she has a conversation with Mother Mary Claire. So like a mother and father name their children, mother names us. Um, so she takes to prayer what we share with her. Um, but sometimes the Lord just gives her a, a new inspiration um, and she really, really takes some serious time to to pray and discern that, and it's one of the most beautiful days of the year when the sisters receive their their habits and their new names. Um, so for me, um, I never really had a devotion to Saint Joseph growing up, or even really before the convent. Um, he's one of those saints that a lot of people obviously know and love, and so I had a respect for him, but didn't I would say didn't have a friendship with him or a real um, relationship with him. And my first year in the convent, um, over Christmas time, we take a little extra time for retreat and some special days um, as a community. And so I was praying a lot with the Christmas story. And um, in my times of prayer, I was reflecting on how Joseph really cared for Mary and provided her and protected her. Um, and they were really beautiful times of prayer. But I didn't really think anything of it because it's a Christmas story. So of course, Mary and Joseph are the characters in the story. And um, so sort of forgot about them. And then a few months later, as I was starting to pray about what my religious name might be, um, I was going through all these saints who I had loved for years and just sort of assumed, well, surely it'll be something with one of these saints. And nothing seemed to quite fit. Um, there wasn't just a piece or wasn't quite right. And so um, the Lord just started to place on my heart that he desired me to be Sister Mary Joseph. And I was so surprised because I didn't really have a relationship with Joseph, but um, he made it very clear in my heart that he wanted my name to be a daily reminder that as Joseph cared for Our Lady and protected her, that Jesus desired to be that for me, that he wanted to, to care and protect me daily. Um, and so, so I felt so loved by the Lord in that. And um, throughout the last nine and a half years that I've had this name uh, have just grown so much in my love for Joseph um, and who he is um, as really protector and provider, um, not only for the Holy Family, but for, for me and for the whole church. Um, and uh, just his um, humble, steady, strong presence in uh, the life of Mary and Jesus. Um, I've just experienced that so much in my own life um, and it continues to surprise me how much the Lord uses this name and this saint to uh, um, reveal his love to me. Um, even just last week, um, I was in North Dakota. We were doing um, visiting some students that we know at the University of Mary, and we took some prayer time at the cathedral in Bismarck. And in their Adoration Chapel, they have a beautiful 
um, new icon, I think, of St. Joseph and that I'd never seen there before. And um, as I just came to pray there, it was just such a reminder that Joseph wanted to provide for me that week and um, just saw so beautifully in those days how, how he really did. Um, so I've just come to realize so much that the, our relationships with the saints are real, that the communion of saints is really this place of relationship with them. Um, so I've experienced a lot through Joseph that it's possible to have real friendship and real relationship with the saints, and they actually care about our lives, and they want to provide for us, and they want to show God's love to us. So I've always kind of been, I've appreciated and loved the fact that, you know, the first superior, local superior, is that what you would be called? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first local superior at Holy Family is Sister Mary Joseph. Mm-hmm. It's true. Because it's such a connection to the Holy Family. Like, and I just have always appreciated that in a sense of, you know, I believe that the Lord prepares just these small graces to assure us, like, no, I'm leading this. And I just, I've always thought that you know, you're, you're the one to start mm-hmm. here and, mm-hmm. and begin, you know, the community of the handmaids within our community. Mm-hmm. And um, I just have always liked that Sister Mary Joseph is the first <laughs> local superior of the Holy Family Convent. It's so. true. I was very happy to hear that I would be coming to <laughs> a parish and convent named after the Holy Family. So it's good. That's yeah. That's that's really cool. Um, well, Sister Tresmarie, would you like to share kind of share that story for you? So my name I received Sister Tresmarie um, was a gift from I think Our Lady, um, the Mother of God Mary, because um, when I was information and asking the question of what my name might be, nothing came. And so I really entrusted it to Our Lady. I knew that she had a beautiful name for me, and I would just receive whatever um, whatever Mother Mary Claire would, would bestow. And so when I received the name, it was a complete surprise um, and a gift also because um, I realized that the Lord actually chose a new friend for me. Um, and so right after receiving my name, I went on a retreat, and it was there where I was praying um, with the, the Bible passage of 1 Corinthians chapter 14 on what is love. Um, and it says, love is patient, love is kind. And so in my prayer, I was asking the Lord, well, what is love? Um, and this, this whole theme um, played out. And so I found myself um, just meditating on uh, the little cell that St. Therese was um, on her sickbed in. And so I just pictured what she would probably look like. And I asked Therese, like, what is love? And so from that moment, um, I, I, you know, in, in the way that you can kind of hear in prayer, um, it, like interiorly, the words, um, love is the silent certitude that you belong to God. Um, I just knew Therese just wanted me to have a simplicity of, like her answer of what love is, is ju- just that certitude in the silent way that, that her life um, is. Um, that Well, if you know that you belong to God, um, that's all that you need to like know, really. Um, and so it was a huge um, blessing of, of a moment of encountering Therese as a saint, of, of really experiencing her sisterhood to me. And then from that, I realized I had this huge desire for an older sister to invest in me and to show me, well, what is love and who is Jesus? And so Therese kind of became that person for me on a spiritual level of, of being an older spiritual sister that I actually didn't know that I had the desire until um, that moment happened. And so even uh, uh, maybe two years later after that retreat, um, I would be walking in the hallway. And I was, you know, when envy just bubbles up within you, it just like comes up and you're like, oh, I'm envious of these two sisters that get to work together on a project. I want to be involved. I want to 
be with those sisters, you know, have a fun quality time. And then I'll just be walking in the hallway and then Therese will just, like her, like just, I just feel like this moment of grace of like, oh, Therese is here and she has something to say to me. And she's like, you actually don't love like you think you love. And I was like, what? I love those two sisters. That's why I want to talk to them. Um, she's like, well, no, like those two sisters need to be talking to each other for a reason. And if you really loved them, you would want them to be together because that's how God wanted them to be in that conversation. And so um, little moments of, of those moments where I feel like, wow, she's being my older sister and calling me out and calling me to a greater um, way of living, the disi- discipleship, um, following the Lord in a real way. And so I really feel that the Lord provided um, an older spiritual sister for me. Um, and so receiving her name was a, a gift and, um, yes, a continuing relationship of even in the smallest ways of, of the hidden moments of prayer. So, you know, it's great to listen to both your stories because we always talk about the dynamics of how, um, and well, last week we were talking about how the saints choose us sometimes. Sometimes we don't necessarily choose the saints. So like we talked about our confirmation names last week. Like Dan and I definitely very much just chose our names um, for confirmation, but then came to fall in love and, and appreciate that God like had you know, use those still in our lives and continues to. But then we talked about how there are certain saints in our lives that they choose us and they come after us for friendship or they offer friendship directly to us without our sort of choosing it. So it's beautiful to hear your stories too because it's very similar to what we we shared last week. One of the the questions I would have is there, and this is more on the religious level of the name, is there a of da-da-da-da-da to your names? Yes, there is. So actually. can you explain that tradition just a little bit and then what what yours would be? Yeah. So also a tradition in religious life in the church is to have what's called a title. And so you might hear some of the saints that like um St. John of the Cross. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So something of the spiritual life as this title. Um and so as handmaids we do have religious titles and so it's sort of this hidden part of our name that most people don't know about it. Um mainly because it would be overwhelming if we came up to you after Mass on Sunday and you introduced yourself and I said, oh, good, I'm Sister Mary Joseph of the Sacrificial Lamb. You know, it's just a lot to take in. (laughs) You know, we understand people have a hard time remembering our names as well because we already all have two names for the most part. So to add the titles. You all look the same too. Right, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, but a title is another special part of our name. It gives another little insight into... Um, who the Lord has created us to be and how he uh, loves us and our mission. And so, um, so yeah, so my full religious name is Sister Mary Joseph of the Sacrificial Lamb. So uh, um, since college, I've had a great devotion to Jesus as the Lamb of God, particularly that he offered his life um, for us, that he poured everything out, um, that he would withheld nothing, um, but wanted to give everything in love. And, um, and so... That was a very clear part when I was praying about my name that I knew it would have something to do with Jesus as the Lamb of God. Um, And for me, it's a good reminder that he's the one who offers everything. He's the one who sacrifices. And yes, I'm called to share in that sacrifice, but I also need to simply let him be the Savior and the Redeemer um, every day and that um, he's the sacrificial lamb. He's the one who does that. So... So yeah, great love for Jesus as the Lamb. That's great. Sister, Tr- Sister Therese Marie? My name is Sister Therese Marie of the Holy Spirit. 
And so when I was praying about my potential title, all I knew was that I desired to be a vessel of God's love in the world. And so that's what I shared with Mother Mary Claire. And so Mother Mary Claire took that to prayer, and she said, come, Holy Spirit, vessel of God's love in the world, come, Holy Spirit. Like, what is her title? And then she's like, oh, there it is, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the vessel of God's, the Father's love in the world. And so she gave me that title, and then it um, revealed a part of me that I didn't know about myself either, where my relationship with the Holy Spirit um, really shows through um, the confidence that the Lord can only give um, and so I can be confident that I'm never alone. The Lord will always provide. He'll send the Spirit to give me the words to say when I encounter new people. I grew up very shy. And so as I grew in my relationship with the Holy Spirit, I, I can just see, oh, that was the Lord working and pouring out his, the vessel of his love is, is where um, I can show his love to the world by being his vessel. And so the Holy Spirit provides that love. And so all I have to do is open myself and be docile to that. Beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. I I love the idea of like title. Sometimes I'm like, man, can, as as a layperson, can I have like a title? Like that'd be kind of cool, right? I I could give you a title as your pastor and boss. I could well, I could bring that to I prayer. Guess you have given me like a job title. <laughs> oh, enough. we could come up with a proper one. I got a few, few ideas. Yeah, so, so, something like <laughs> cool, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it almost like a nickname, almost, right? <laughs> <laughs> but not quite, right? Not exactly. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> not really at all. <laughs> Um, well, we probably have time for one more question. Um, I think, uh, I, I think it's awesome to, to hear, like, both your perspective and story on that, because I think that just gives, like, as a layperson, like, it gives so much more, um, like, context, and for people to be like, oh, like, that's how it works, you know, because sometimes you can, like, overthink it, to just be like, oh, no, it's actually, like, pretty simple, um, to be able to, like, have, um, have like some sort of relationship with the saints. And as I think both of you kind of talked about it, like it all leads to Jesus, like that's the point, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so what are maybe some some saints that, if someone's like, uh, like I, I wanna kind of get to know the saints more, but like where do I start? What are maybe some some saints, other than of course like Therese and like Joseph, that um, that you would, uh, yeah, just tell people to, to look up and um, maybe some saints that have like impacted your guys' lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my my main go-to who I would uh, recommend, and maybe you've already talked about him in the last few weeks, which I wouldn't know if I had listened to the podcast. But um, That's true, you would. Um, I'll take full responsibility. Um, is St. John Paul II, John Paul the Great. Um, I had the opportunity of being in, in his presence, um, you know, with hundreds of thousands of other people. But it was amazing to me how personally known I felt in his presence. And um, I feel like just the story of his life is so powerful. Um, there's even a few great little movies about him and some really accessible books or some really big books. Um, but just that we have so much of his writing and his teachings for the church and someone who actually lived in our own time. Um, and, and what a man of love. Um, and I just, when I, when I knew was in his presence, it was when just the few years before he died. And so to see someone suffering so much um, and so vulnerably and be, being willing to show that to the world just moved me so much that this, you know, I saw him in Toronto at World Youth Day in 2002, and the fact that this man had flown across the world to be with a bunch of young adults and teenagers and his efforts to try and speak to us, even though he could barely speak and he was drooling, uh, I just knew the love of Jesus so much through him. So if you don't know 
his life, he's a great one to, to connect to. And he'll lead you to actually so many other saints because he canonized more saints than any other pope in the history of the church. And uh, he had a great love himself for the saints. You know, one story about him, just really quick. I, we were in a, I was in one of my college classes, and there was an individual in the course. She, she was, she so much didn't like John Paul II, but she didn't, she, she had a false image of him. So we had this big, like it was the end of the year, and we had this big battle and fight over it. <laughs> so I really challenged her. I was like, you don't know who he is. You need to research his life. So we got back in the fall, and she came up to me, and like, it was so bad. Like, it was like, she didn't want anything to do with me anymore, right? So she went and talked to me in class. She actually stormed out of class once because we got in this argument. She came back in the fall, and she came up to me at our senior banquet. And she looked at me, and she said, Ryan. I said, yeah? She started to cry. She said, I went to prove you wrong. So I started to look up the life of John Paul II and started to read his writings and read about his life and watch stuff. He's the most beautiful person. She says, I'm absolutely in love with him. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes too, like sometimes we have these false images or we don't really, like you got to go really go look into it. Mm -hmm. So anyways, he's a great saint. Sister? Sister Therese Marie of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father. I would say St. Monica comes to mind um, praying at her tomb in Rome once. Um, just really have a, had a huge heart for all those that I love that are fallen away from the church. And I know she's a very beautiful patron saint for all those mothers who have a, a child that's fallen away from the faith. And so um, she is uh, like our, our mother, Mother Mary. Um, St. Monica is also a beautiful woman to intercede, and she understands the cry of the heart for those that we love that they do not know the Lord like we want them to, and sometimes it's hard for us to invite them to know the Lord, but St. Monica, her intercession, her intercession is very, very beautiful also. It's one of those things, right? There's so many saints that do so many different things, or their stories connect with us in so many different ways. Moms out there, you know, you want a saint interceding for your children and for you as a mom, hoping your child moves forward in a relationship with the Lord, especially as they get older. St. Monica is a great one to learn about her life and ask her to be praying for your kids and yourself. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That was, I mean, that was great. A really cool episode. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Um, so a couple things before we close here. Um, we're going to do a quick catechetical minute, and we're going to talk a little bit about relics. Yeah, so relics are, you know, they're a piece of a saint or something connected to a saint. So a first-class relic... There's three classes. A first-class relic is an actual like part of the saint's body, their blood, their skin, their fingernail, their hair, a bone, whatever. Um, a second-class relic is something that they used in life or touched them tangibly. Um, a second-class relic is something that's touched to a relic. It's a first-class relic, for instance. And then a third-class relic would be something off of that. So they, they kind of roll out um, in those kind of like connectivities of it. This morning at Mass, so today's Tuesday, this morning, today's the feast day or the memorial day of St. Josephat. So our sacristan at our daily Mass, Nick, he brought in a first-class relic of St. Josephat. And so one of the things with relics is that we venerate relics, right? We don't worship relics, but we venerate them. And so at the end of Mass, we had an opportunity for people to come up and just pay respect to um, this small piece of St. Josephat's body. So I always say it's like, it's like having a mini tomb of the saint, and so we had a mini tomb of St. Josephat. And just like you would go to your loved one's grave, at, you know, at the cemetery and put flowers, you know, touch the tombstone, 
you know, there's lots of different just shows of affection that we still remember them, we love them, and um, we're asking them to pray for us and for our loved ones, we pray for them, etc. So people had an opportunity after Mass to, to venerate the relic of St. Joseph at. So they come up and you can either kiss the relic or you touch it. Um, you can just bow to it, you know, just as a sign of reverence and respect for the saint, the person, not deifying them, making them God or anything, but just acknowledging that, no, this, this is a holy person, and uh, this is part of who they are. And uh, so that's what we did this morning, is the veneration yep. of St. Joseph at. It's very similar to what we do on Good Friday, you know, when we come up for the veneration of the cross in terms of its, its practice. So if you ever are in a church and you see relics of a saint, you can, you can venerate those relics. It's a, it's a beautiful religious practice. So. Awesome. Thank you, Father. And, um, and as we close here, a little tease towards next week's episode, if you've ever wondered what uh, the prayers that Father Ryan says during Mass, quietly to himself, um, we're going to talk about them those next week. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break those down. I'm going to actually read to you the prayers that I say silently. We're going to talk about why um, those prayers are there. And I think you're going to love them. Some of you maybe know a little bit about them, but wait till you hear them because they're super powerful and they're super humbling to pray usually. Um, so we're going to share those next week, kind of share those prayers that you see me praying silently. And I'll talk about why I do that or why that's in there and what they are. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you again, sisters. It was great to have you. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, make sure to tune in next week for next week's episode. May God bless you and may Jesus Christ be praised.